Good morning, guys and girls. I just wanted to take a second to check in with you guys. Um, and thank you all for listening to In Love With The Process. Uh, the show has been going really great. And if, if you haven't noticed already that uh, the guests have been getting bigger and better. Uh, and we are constantly trying to make the experience uh, better for you guys. We're trying to make it more interactive. Uh, and you guys have been doing a great job uh, with following us and talking to us on Instagram at Mike Petchy on Instagram or at In Love With The Process Pod on Instagram. And we have been teasing that we are trying to make our move towards YouTube. Well, here's the great news. We just started this week. Now, what we're doing um, to get the YouTube channel going, we've gone back and remastered uh, the first episodes of the show. So right now, the first three episodes are up there and they're remastered. And what does remastered mean? Well, here's here's a little bit of inside info. Uh, when I first started doing the show, I really was still trying to figure out how to work the audio programs. <laughs> Honestly, I did the first three episodes in Premiere. You know, how strange is that? Just because I didn't know how to use Audition at the time. Um, and so going back and listening to those shows now, uh, there's a huge, or there was a huge jump in quality. And so I would consistently say on the show, if you're a new listener, you might want to go start at the beginning, go back to episode one. Um, and I hadn't listened to episode one in over a year. Uh, and I went back and listened to it earlier this week. And I'm like, man, it sounds like shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I went through and uh, remastered the first three episodes. Uh, so they sound better. They sound cleaner. And here's the exciting part. We wanted to start putting these up on YouTube, but... We didn't film the episodes, right? So what do you what do you watch, right? That's been my big issue. It's like, if I upload, upload these things to YouTube, what do you see? Now, one of the things I've been a big fan of, and I'm sure you guys have seen this, is the uh, hip-hop loop beats that are like animated loops that play while the hip-hop beat goes on YouTube. And I really thought that stuff was awesome. And uh, we've been looking into it. We're, we're talking to a couple of different animators to start getting our own animations going. But in the meantime, I was like, you know what? I have some really cool footage that I never used from 12KM. Uh, I have some really cool alternate takes. And so what I've done is created loops using the footage, unseen footage from 12KM, to make the experience, the listening experience, and the viewing experience fun for you guys. Um, and so here's the deal. Jump on over, go to YouTube, look up In Love With The Process on YouTube. We'll have links below and we'll have links on the In Love With The Process page at inlovewiththeprocess.com. But if you go to our YouTube page, there you will find the first three episodes this morning done, remastered with awesome footage, awesome looping footage from 12KM starring Pavel. Um, and it's amazing. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. It's in 4K. It's anamorphic for all you nerds out there uh, that are asking how we shoot and what we're using. Um, it's really pretty stuff. It's footage uh, shot by David Cruda. So that is up today on YouTube. So what we need you guys to do, and this is important, because we're trying to get this YouTube channel up and running uh, we're going to get a bigger audience because of YouTube. I feel like such an old 40-year-old man uh, being this late to the party. But what I need you guys to do is to go to YouTube right now. So go find and love the process on YouTube and subscribe to the channel. 
I need to get all you listeners subscribing to the YouTube channel. It's really important uh, because then we can monetize the YouTube channel. I don't know if you guys know the behind the scenes stuff on YouTube. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know what I just figured out. So you can't monetize your, your channel unless you have a thousand followers to begin to start. So good news, they get to monetize all that shit beforehand without having to pay us for anything, which is really nice. But then uh, there also needs to be a thousand hours of people watching stuff. So clocked in a thousand hours of people watching stuff. So what we're going to do is we're going to be remastering all of the older episodes. So you listeners who are like, man, I haven't really had a chance to go back and listen to the beginning. Or if you guys have been listening to the show and you forgot about the beginning, because when I went back and listened to the first episode, I forgot how cool it was. I ended up talking to my buddy Lance Williams, who's been on the show, actor Lance Williams. He was also an Equalizer 2, um, and convinced him to come on and help me do the opening. So he actually sits down with me and uh, acts as the narrator for the 12KM opening that we do in the first episode, which sounds really fucking cool. And back then, I was doing a lot more heavy production intros for the show because I hadn't really, it didn't register how long it was going to fucking take to do them. <laughs> so when you go back and you listen to the first episodes, they're kind of fun. They're big. Um, they're exciting. At least the intros are. Um, and it's a great way to get into the show. It's a great way to start the YouTube channel up. Liam and I are really excited about this. So we're going to be putting up remastered episodes. And here's the other cool thing. As you watch the loops, you'll notice that every once in a while, I choose an alternate take. Every once in a while, I put in a different clip. I'll be hiding things in there. And the thing that's really fascinating about it is that you'll be able to see the differences in performances from the actors, from certain loop to certain loop. So there's a bunch of deep, deep Easter egg nerdy shit that we'll be putting in this stuff because I know that you guys respect that kind of thing. Um, so I'm very excited. And while I get you here anyways, let's just check in. I'll check in with you guys. What's going on? What's new? Uh, like I said, it's Thursday. A lot of stuff has been happening. Uh, we haven't been doing our weekly COVID episodes just because we've been really kind of slammed. Um, and I guess I have some new updates on that. I don't know how many of you, at least out here in California, are also doing the unemployment insurance thing. Um, as a freelancer, you understand what a pain in the ass it was to get that thing going. Um, and I signed up for it pretty early on and then essentially got paid for my first two weeks. And then I couldn't figure out why all of my weeks for the past two months have been pending, like straight pending. Didn't make any sense. Like, why did I get paid for the first two weeks and why is my stuff now pending, right? Um, and so I, I waited. I figured it was something to do with California and the fact that they didn't have enough staff taking care of them. Um, but it turns out that it was some sort of error in the system. And the only way I was able to figure this out was that I got through on the phone. Now, getting through on their phone service uh, was a huge pain in the ass. And I had to figure, the only way I was able to do it was that I was reading online about a hack to get through on their actual service, on their answering service. Now, I don't know how many of you are in the same dilemma that I am with these, um, where you call and the phone like message just basically hangs up on you. Hi, we're too busy right now. Go fuck yourself. That's essentially what it says on it. Um, here's the trick. If you call 
at least on the California one, if you call that number, let me see if I have that number in front of me here. Yeah, okay. So for California, the number is 833-978-2511. Okay, and this is to call uh, to check on the status or to adjust the status of your UI insurance, your unemployment insurance here in California. Call that number, press one immediately and press two immediately when the phone answers. Now what one does is it selects English. If you are Spanish speaking and you want it in Spanish, select two and two. But I do one and then two. And what that does is that skips through that long winded message that you have to wait for before you physically get put in line. Um, and it'll get right to the point. So the first time you do it, one and two, you'll get right to that message where the woman says to you, hey, look, we're too busy right now. Call us back later. Hang up, do it again. One, two. Hi, we're too busy. Hang up, do it again. One, two. Hi, we're too busy. Now, the guy online that was talking about it said that he had to do it 45 times and finally got through. I got through on four times. So what happens is, is you get put through online. Hi, our operators are busy right now. Please hold while we connect you to a new operator. I sat on that hold call for about 15, 20 minutes. Then I got somebody. And then it turns out my shit was hung up from some bullshit clerical error on their part. And the guy that I was talking to couldn't repair it at that point. But at least I know now that they know that there's an issue and that it's been put in another pile. Now, if I don't see a change in a week, I have to go back and play the same game. One, two, one, two on that call. But I was just sitting here assuming that it would get fixed and it wasn't getting fixed. And thank God I found this thing online. And I thought it would be interesting for you guys and girls because I'm sure a lot of you are in the same dilemma I am. Like, why the fuck is my unemployment still pending? Um, And so, yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's my COVID update. <laughs> and as you can see, it's not enough for a full episode. So I figured I would toss it in here um, and let you guys know that. And then let's see what's, what else is going on. We got a bunch of new shows recorded. If you haven't done so yet, go listen to the latest episodes. I know a lot of you guys are trying to catch up on the show, but I'm very excited about the past two that we just did. We did the Leslie Link a Gladder episode, and we did the Bill Groom. So here's some more insider information on how we get this show done. I recently just partnered up with a new uh, PR company, a new booking company for some of our talent. So in the past, for the past, what, 85 episodes, I've basically booked each and every guest on this show, either through connections that I know or through Instagram. And one of the benefits on Instagram of being verified, which happened early last year or earlier this year, I don't know, time fucking travel, um, is that once you're verified on there, it's easier to get in touch with different folks because that, believe it or not, that little blue check mark means something. Um, And so Instagram has been really great. And I'm not sponsored by these people, but Instagram has been really great on helping me book guests. Um, But you still hit that glass ceiling. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, it's all whether or not the person that's on Instagram is checking their messages. It's dependent upon how popular that person is, is how big their inbox is. So like throwing them a message, even if they want to read it, just gets lost in a sea of like, I think you're so cool and all that kind of shit. So um, I just reached out um, actually with the help of our friends over at Go Creative uh, Podcast. And we reached out to a booking company um, and they're helping us 
with guests every once in a while. So, because of that, we have the past two episodes, which I thought were really cool. Uh, Leslie is an amazing director. She's been directing for years. She started as a director on um, an old Spielberg show. I can't remember the name of the show. Like Fantastic Stories or something like that. I know there are some of you listening that go, Mike, this is what the name of the show is, you idiot. Yeah, yeah. She started working for Spielberg, young, uh, probably in the 80s, and then went to work for David Lynch on the first season of Twin Peaks, which is pretty amazing. Uh, and since then, she has worked on every major show that we I've ever watched, that I've ever sat my ass in front of the TV weekly to watch. Shows like ER, right? Shows like uh, NYPD Blue, you know, uh, The Walking Dead, fast forward to now, Homeland. Uh, so it's a really great episode. And I'm fascinated with the difference between being a feature film director and being a television director. And there's a uh, hard reality that I've been sort of accepting that feature films are director's medium and television is a writer's medium. So it's very difficult to get into TV without the gravitas of a feature, without essentially without the fan base that you build with a feature film. So it's been fascinating, and it was an interesting conversation that I had with her. Then this week's episode, which a lot of you guys are still getting to, I see the numbers going up today, actually, um, with special guest Bill Groom. Now, I don't know how many of you guys watch Marvelous Miss Maisel. I didn't want to watch it initially. I was like, I don't care. It's a period piece. I'm usually not a period piece guy. It seems like a show that Gina would like more than I would like, and it took her forever to convince me to watch the show. I was immediately put in my place. Like, the craft on that television show is better than any other television show out there. And I know that's a risky statement. The craft on Marvelous Miss Maisel is better than any other show. I literally can do an entire season of this podcast just talking to the technicians that work on that show. Now you're like, okay, well, what does that mean? Well, Bill Groom, who was our first one, he's the production designer. And if you watch that show, there's something insane about the fact that they're doing a production on a television's time frame, on a television show's time frame. I barely got that out. And it's period. So he's production designing sets, and the set's are huge, and the sets are a bunch, in abundance, per episode. He's production designing period stuff from the 50s. So it's not like last minute he gets a script and like, okay, cool, this scene happens in this apartment. He's like, okay, go to Ikea and buy all this fucking furniture. (laughs) That shit doesn't exist. And I didn't really know about Bill before Marvelous Miss Maisel. And here's basically how I got him on the show. That booking company was like, we have access to the show, Anybody that you would like. And I was like, give me the production designer. That show looks fucking amazing, right? And so then I did the research. Bill's done all these other great Boardwalk Empire, Vinyl on HBO, all these shows that feel like you've been, you're you're literally time traveling back to a period and you're, you're watching this drama happen. Television drama happened within this period. And his sets are movie-like. So very excited to get him on the show. Very happy to talk to him about stuff. And the most inspiring part about Bill is that he's been doing this for years. He's in his 60s. 
and his career is at an all-time high in his 60s. That is very inspiring for someone like me who's just getting into directing in his 40s. So, very cool show, awesome stuff. I can promise you I'm most likely going to be tapping back into Marvelous Miss Maisel because I think their camera work is amazing. I think their long takes are amazing. Their blocking is phenomenal. You know, the way the show's written is fantastic. Um, there's a bunch of really great technicians on that show that I want to have on this show. Now I know a lot of you guys might be rolling your eyes and going, well, Mike's got this deal with this booking company. That's not, that's not it at all. I'm fucking pumped. I have access now. I've been promising you guys that I'd get further access. I have access now to this stuff. So here's the thing. I have access to any show on Amazon. So write to me. If there's a show on Amazon that you're excited about, right? If there's something like The Boys. I've been trying to get some of the uh, text from The Boys on because that show's amazing. If there's a show and there's a specific job that you're fascinated with and you want to know more about, write to me at Mike Petchy on Instagram and say, hey man, see if you can book the gaffer for this show or see if you can book this person because I will. I'll make the attempt and we'll try to get it on there. So I have access, which means you, the loyal listener, have access as well. So there you go. So a couple big news releases for today and that's why I'm on here doing a quick little check-in with you guys. Like I said, do us a favor. Now, this is so fucking important. Go follow us on YouTube. You are going to be shaping the next step of In Love With The Process. So go follow us on YouTube. Let's make a big deal out of it um, because then I can do bigger and better things with it. And as soon as we get out of this fucking lockdown, bullshit quarantine stuff, then I'll be able to film these shows. We'll have better followers on YouTube. I'll get better sponsors on YouTube. It's going to be the shit, right? Because the other thing that we've been realizing is that there's a, essentially a glass ceiling when you're doing podcasts and you're delivering it audio only. There just is, no matter what. And I've been very stubborn with it for the past two years. And I'm like, I'm just going to be releasing it audio. I don't want to get into a big deal with this stuff. I want to make it simple and easy. Um, and we'll just promote it because the show will be great. It's very difficult to get, um, look, I'm going to insult a lot of you, to get the mindless fucking viewers and listeners to go and listen to stuff on audio only. A lot of this stuff blows up because it's on YouTube. And it's not like I just upload it to YouTube and suddenly we're big shit. No, I need all of your help because YouTube has got an aggressive algorithm. You know my you know my my love of algorithms. <laughs> so it has a very aggressive algorithm. And so we got to get on there. We got to put it up front. We got to get people listening to it. We got to tag other shows that we like. Um, and we're going to get it running. So that's kind of uh, Liam and my's goal over the next four months, five months, is to get us into the YouTube space, to get the show big on YouTube. Now, I know there are those of you listening that are like, I don't want to pay for a subscription to YouTube to be able to listen to this in the car and not have to leave the app. Don't worry. I'm not going anywhere. This shit's still going to be up on Apple Podcasts. This shit's still going to be there for all that stuff. But it'll be better on YouTube because we're going to have a visual experience that goes with it. So, I don't know. There it is. 
There's me ranting. There's me raving about this stuff. Um, what are we at? Almost 20 minutes. Okay, great. Uh, let's see. What else have I been doing? I just finished reading uh, a great novel. And uh, yeah, gasp. Michael is reading a novel. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a rare fucking thing. Um, but I've been reading this really great novel called um, Ararat. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, which is a mountain. Um, and it's a really cool horror novel. It's kind of like the thing meets the exorcism. So, or the exorcist, um, pretty cool book. So it's A R A R A R A T R A T. How come you guys listen to such an idiot? <laughs> anyway, that's it. I'm not going to rant and rave. Um, thank you for listening to the show as always. And we will have a brand new full length episode coming out for you on Tuesday. And let's see if I could tease it. Which one are we doing? Let me see here. I'm going through. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I think the title for Tuesday's episode is From the Circus to the Film Set. So you think about that. And I will see you next Tuesday.